You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. I love that. God is in a good mood. God is good. Uh, God is good. And today we got a good word. Right. Because the word is good. And when the word is read, it is all good. All right? Good. Doesn't matter what you read in the word. It good. nurses our heart. Yeah. It feeds the very core of our being. Yeah. And it transforms us. That's what the word does. It doesn't matter what, what we read. The word transforms us. So we're going to read the word this morning. Um, yay! Uh, it's funny. I have to tell you guys, at 1 o'clock in the morning, we heard these two bangs. It sounded like bangs on our door. Somebody wanted in. And uh, Chuck is a sound sleeper. So usually he does not wake up, but both of us at the same time shot out of bed and I went to look outside. There's no one outside. The streets are quiet. And it was so interesting uh, because when I came in and told Noah about it, he said, yeah, last night I thought I heard fireworks or thunder or I heard, thought I heard thunder. I went outside and the skies were clear. There was nothing out there. So he said, well, I guess it's fireworks somewhere. So, and when I was telling Karen about it, she was like, you know, he, she said, I feel like it's something in the spirit, like catching our attention, awakening us, you know, uh, grabbing a hold of us. Of course, at one in the morning wasn't, wouldn't have been my pick, but you know what, God? And I spent a little time praying and praying over our, our, uh, our area and our neighbors and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it was just interesting, this... Uh, almost the sound that is being released, that is, it's beyond the natural into the spiritual. And uh, we don't know what God's doing. We just know whatever it is, it's going to be good. Yeah, because God is good. So we're going to talk a little bit about Pentecost, but we're going to talk about it in terms of the church. Uh, we're going to turn to Acts um, 1. We're going to start with Acts 1, 4. I'm just going to read a couple of that. I don't think I gave that to you, Noah, but I just want to make sure we, we set that foundation Acts 1, 4 says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And we know that Pentecost is the fulfillment of that, because in verse 8, it says, you will receive power. 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 Everybody say power. power. We have the power. Yes. I've got the power, right? So you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So we're going to start in Acts 2, 1 through 3. We're going to read that, and they're going to read a couple others. But what we're looking at is what is God doing now forward? That's what we're going to talk about. What is happening now forward? And uh, I'm going to share with you what he's shown me. And, you know, what I feel like has been confirmed through other people that I run with, including you guys. Uh, but we've got to get ourselves centered. And last week I talked about when we're one degree off, what, what it cost us. We've got to get ourselves centered and aligned with where God is going. Yes. 
I want everybody to say yes. Yeah. Yes. I want y'all to be excited about this yes. because you know what? God has such, uh, there's such a fast movement right now that we have to be ready to run as he runs. We have right. to be able to, when, when we get that slight inkling of nudge, we have to jump into that nudge. Because it's, it, we're at a fast pace right now, but it's not faster than we're able to go. You know, God accelerates us. He, he keeps us in line. He keeps us at the pace that he's running. Uh, there are times where we walk, we sit, we soak. And then there's times where we run and walk and sit and soak at the same time. Because we are multidimensional, right? Okay. Verse 1 in uh, Acts 2, it says, And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord yeah. in one place. And I think the one accord is such a uh, word for us in this season. And it should be a word for us in every season, right? That really should be, I want to live out of one accord. I want to live out of one accord with the body. I want to live out of one accord with you. Um, and we have moments of brilliance in that. And then we have moments where we're not that good at it. Um, but this is a season of being one in accord because you know what it's like when, uh, you're in one accord. Um, my fa uh, my daughter's father-in-law and his wife were ballroom dancers. And so you've seen ballroom dancers when they dance in one accord, they don't follow all over each other. It's like one fluid movement with two people. When the body's in one accord, there is such a fluidity of movement that we don't trip over each other. We, we aren't falling over one another. We aren't one going one direction, one going the other. It's the, it's the one accord. We are all moving in the spirit as one. Yeah. Yes. I may have to get y'all to come up close, stand up, because uh, I just feel like there's such uh, wonder in God, wonder yeah. in God. Okay, they're in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. All of them were filled yeah. with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. So here's the day of Pentecost that has been fulfilled as prophesied in Joel. And we're not going to read through the whole Joel scripture or as Peter uh, uh, retold it. We're not going to read through that. But we are living in a, a fulfillment of what God has promised us. Right? Yes. Amen. We're living in a fulfillment. So let's go to uh, verse 40. And this is where we're going to talk about the ecclesia. We're going to talk about the, the, uh, the body of God. It says, and with many other words, he testified, exhorting them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. You know, that is our word for now. That is the word in this season. Be saved. Be, be uh, uh, released from. Be, be freed from this perverse generation That's that is right. happening right now. Then those who were glad, who, and then those who gladly received his word were baptized. Not everyone that, that hears the word be free from this perverse generation, right. hear the word of God, be saved, 
be delivered, be baptized in the spirit. Not everyone who hears that word will receive it. That's right. We know that. We right. know that not everyone who hears it will receive it. And we're not in charge of those who don't. Right. We're only in charge of those who do. We keep going after who God has called us to go after. And if they receive, we pull them in. If they don't, we just keep declaring for them, declaring to them, over them. We may not have another opportunity to encounter them again, but we've planted the seed and God will determine, is it going to fall on dry ground? Is it going to fall on a ground that can absorb the seed? You know, God knows that part. That is his job. Just like Jesus said, and I said earlier, Jesus said to the father, I have given eternity to the ones you gave to me. Right. So, so we trust that God will move in the people that we are supposed to uh, uh, minister to and, and to declare over. Um, and I was just, I've really been thinking about families being restored. And I was, as I was reading our board out there that had testimonies on it too, there were several on there about families being restored. And, and I, I feel like that is the season we're in too, where families are being restored. They're being reunited. Their old wounds are being healed. We're able to uh, look, be, look past what bugs us in order to see what God loves about them. Right. And that was a great testimony that you gave, Deb. You were just, you know, God, God is faithful and yeah. calling right. our family together, right? right. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it is the time of us calling people out of the perversion of the world yeah. in order to receive the purity of God. Amen. And wow. those who gladly received the word were baptized. And uh, that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayer. Yeah. And that is also... Uh, there is oil on that right now right. where we get together and we pray and we, we have our morning prayer and you know, it's happening around the world, but right now we're going to talk about what we're doing morning prayer where it's the, it's the teaching. We, we dig into the word. We're going after the apostles doctrine is Jesus. That's what the doctrine is. It is Jesus. And, and that's what we're, we're teaching. We're teaching Jesus. What, who is Jesus? What does he have? Why is he calling you? Um, even as um, um, uh, you were sharing about where you were at the age of 21 and, and just that shift of Jesus said, no, I am here for you. I have called you. Jesus has a mark on people's hearts yeah. and he is harvesting the hearts and he's looking for us to grab a hold of the harvest and draw them in and bring them into the teaching, bring them into discipling, helping them to encounter God. You know, the men's group met yesterday and uh, they had a couple of questions, but one of the questions is what breaks your heart? What breaks your heart? And Chuck and I were talking about it um, um, yesterday. He said, well, what breaks your heart? And I said, what breaks my heart truly is the body of Christ that is unable to connect with their Savior. You know, there is, a, there is so many of the body who have had a, a salvation experience with Jesus but they don't know him. 
They don't know how to engage with him. They don't know how to experience his love. They've got brokenness and wounding that uh, they don't know how to give up to him. That's what breaks my heart is, is when we've got a, a, a power infused people who are paralyzed in the past and unable to connect with the one who just saved them Amen. from that. That's what breaks my heart. And, uh, you know, we were ta- really talking about that. And I said, you know, there are so many people. I just got an email from somebody uh, to pray for somebody that uh, was part of a, a big revival experience 20 years ago. And they got so wounded. They were part of the leadership. They got so wounded in the revival experience. They haven't been to church in 20 years. There's no body life. Wow. You know, God can heal our brokenness caused by one another. And how that works, God, we trust God for that. But we've, we've got to get the inside healed in order to live the fullness of the outside God has for us. So I I know that we all know that, but um, that's what breaks my heart, is encountering people who don't know Jesus, who think that the word is not alive for them, who thinks that nothing is impossible with God means for someone else and not them. That's what breaks my heart. And as the church, we have to learn that this journey with Christ is about the transformation that comes out of relationship, not only with him, but with one another. We can't be in relationship with him and have no relationship with the body of Christ. We just can't. It's the word does not allow for that. Um, Yeah, that's what breaks my heart. Yeah, that's what breaks my heart. Um, Verse 43, it says, then fear came upon every soul. Now, the fear came on upon every soul as they received the word, as they were baptized, as they learned the word, as they fellowshiped with one another, as they broke bread together, and as they prayed, the awe and the fear of the Lord came on them. And then the many signs and the miracles and signs uh, came through the apostles. You know, just being together, chewing on the word, praying together, eating together, fellowshipping together, that brought transformation to those who came into fellowship. And we have to realize the church is not for the unbelievers. The church was birthed for those who came in to believe. The church was birthed so that we could get together and learn from one another, learn from the Holy Spirit, uh, eat together, hang out together. That's the church was birthed so we could become a strong body of one. Yes. Now, the unbelievers are welcomed in because when they hear the word and receive the word, then they will receive that born again experience through the body. That's what the church is for. That's what we are for. 
We're to build each other up. That's what we're for. We are not to conform to the world. We are to conform the world to the word. That's what we're here for. That, that's what this is all about. And all the other stuff is miscellaneous compared to what God has called us to do. We are called to transform the world to us and not be transformed by the world. And that's what we have to remember. We've gotten confused about what our role is. And it doesn't mean that we don't invite, we don't encourage, we don't love, we don't pray over. But it means that when we gather, we're gathering to exalt Christ. We're gathering to encounter Christ. We're gathering to build each other up. We're gathering to celebrate the testimonies that God has done. That is why we gather, to hear the word, to let it transform us, to let someone else speak into what the word is saying. That is why we're here. I mean, that's why we're here. It is good because God has put, he has designed us for a purpose. We're designed for a one accord. We're designed for a one accord. Then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together. All who believed were together. This is a call of God is to come together again. To come together. And there are people in places where they cannot come together. So, so you know, those are an exception. Those are not the normal. Watching church at home is not the normal. It's not the normal. And it's great to have online. We have our web church for people who can't. But fellowship It's critical to body life. It's critical to be in one accord. Because how can I be one accord with you if I never know you, if I never see you, if I never engage with you, if I never hear what God is doing in your life? How can I be of one accord? We can be one in the spirit, but there's one in the physicality. There just is. So they continue daily in one accord, verse 46, in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God, having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. He added daily to those who are being saved. He is adding daily to those who are being saved because that is his heart. That is his heart. So we are created for his heart and his intent to add to the family. We're created to add to the family. And in that adding to the family, we, we want to bring the fullness of God to everyone who has added to the family. Yes. Yes. What does the fullness of God look like? He looks like Jesus. That's right. Uh, I'm going to read this one scripture out of 3 John 2. This is what the fullness looks like from Genesis on. Beloved, I pray that you will prosper in all things and be in health 
just as your soul prospers. There's a wholeness to the fullness of God. And that wholeness comes in a lot of different ways. You know, sometimes we see the wholeness come instantaneously. I was telling that testimony on Friday night about uh, the guy who was uh, hooked on cocaine for years and years and years. And he just got on his knees one night and he said, you know, I can't do it any longer. And um, he said the fire of the Holy Spirit burned through him. And the next morning he woke up, not a taste, not a desire, not a nothing. You know, sometimes there is instantaneous Sometimes it's a journey that we go through in getting wholeness, both emotional, physical, mental wholeness. Sometimes it's a journey. You know, we we have to trust God in the process, but that is why he gives us body life, because in the body life, it helps spur us on. It helps us when we're struggling with being able to hold on or having a difficult season in our life. It is the body that comes around us that helps encouraging us, that runs with us, that builds our faith, that stands with us, that declares over us, that corrects us, that says that ain't the right thinking. Let's get out and see what the word says so we can get rid of that stinking thinking and start thinking about holy thinking, right? Yeah. right. And, and, and there's such a, a, a heart of purity that God has released over the body right now where he is calling people into purity, right. that he's calling them in these one, little, these one little missteps. All of a sudden you have this feeling of, God, forgive me. And it's just something so simple. And, you know, a year ago you thought, yeah, you wouldn't even thought. There wouldn't even been a conviction of your heart. But there's just a purity that's been released where God is just saying, this is pure. And this thing that's little bitty that doesn't seem very much, it's just not pure. And I need for you to draw that up through my purity filter and get rid of it. And that's what's happening in the body right now. There's purity. There, there's holiness. There's this, uh, this, this hunger that's being manifested in the hearts of people. And they're coming together because they're so desperate and hungry for more of God. And they know the more of God is going to come from not only their private time, but in the private time, they come into a collective time of the body that releases something else that, that, that has been planted in their private season. You know, someone says something, they're like, oh, that's just what God has been talking to me about. And what it does is it confirms and reconfirms and builds up and, and strengthens us. That's what wholeness looks like. That's, that is where we're going. God wants a whole body. He wants a bride that is whole. He wants a bride that is pure. He wants a bride that all they can think about is the face of Jesus. That we wake up in the morning saying, Jesus, I love you. Throughout the day, it's just Jesus. At night, we go to sleep and say, Jesus, I love you. He wants a bride that that's what we think about. That's what we think about, the pureness, the holiness, the wonder of God and what he has for us. We're going to turn to Ephesians um, 4 for a minute. I mean, is this confirming what God is saying to you? Amen. Because yes. God wants us to confirm one another. You know, I was listening to uh, something that uh, Pastor Gene sent us the other day about Bill Johnson said it. And um, it was a little interview that he did. 
and they ask him, he says, uh, what do you do when uh, you come against all that criticism and they call you a heretic and all these different things? And he says, well, I take communion frequently. And he said, I have about five people. He said internationally. And then he said, I think he said maybe three of them are only international, but about five people that are really hot and heavy after him. And, um, you know, letting everybody know what a heretic he is and all this kind of stuff. And he says, you know what I do? He said, I just pray for them. And I pray for their family. When I take communion, he said, I bless them. And I just want God's best for them. He said, because what they're trying to do is to defend the gospel. And there may be misunderstanding in what I'm doing. But they're trying to do what's right out of their heart. So if I bless them and, you know, just pour that God over them, then it shifts everything for him and it shifts everything for them. And when I listened to that, I was like, ooh, teach me, oh God. You know, teach me, oh God. We learn from one another. Ephesians 4, 11 and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And I'm just going to stop there for a minute. You know, it's interesting as I was kind of praying for, about this and, and actually God and I had a little debate over what we were going to share this morning and, and he won. <laughs> he always does. But, I'm, but you know how your brain has something kind of set and I had it set, but he just wanted to rework the thought process a little bit. But, um, you know, when I was thinking about it this morning, I was thinking about how each body that's formed as collectively throughout the, throughout the world they each have a different calling on them right. with Christ-centered. That's right. So when we think about the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, uh, the pastors, every church has a pastor, but that's what we call them, at least in the U.S. But they aren't necessarily pastors. The church we came from, they were teachers. Our, our pastor was a teacher. And we did systematic theology every Sunday morning. We, he wrote schools on, on, you know, from A to Z, uh, church history, all this kind of stuff. So I learned more there uh, just systematically of the word. He would take one book of the Bible and go through it word by word, verse by verse. And he was a teacher. And so everyone that went to that church was in that season of needing to learn that systematic word to word, verse to verse process. Um, and that was really their anointing. And as people got trained up and, and, and learned, they would go out because they got what they needed in order to go where they needed to go. Not everybody. There are people still there, of course. Um, in our church, we are more apostolic. We, we, are, we feel like we're called to help people connect with God. Like I said, that's always been my burn. Uh, because I was a person that was saved and not connected. You know, I, I knew Jesus. I would read the word, but I didn't know that personal breath of God over me. Um, you know, I got saved when I was nine and uh, I was taught who Jesus was. 
but I didn't know how to encounter Jesus as the son of God, as, as friend, et cetera, et cetera. I won't go into all that, but, but so we, we feel like we're called to help people connect, get healed. That's a big thing for us inside out, physical, emotional, whatever it is. We, there's wholeness that God provides for us. So it's easier to move through life with him. We know that when there's wounding, it's hard to move forward. It's, it's hard to step into fullness. We just know that. Uh, when there's uh, physical ailments, it makes it difficult for us. We, we, we believe in healing. We believe that uh, God has healing emotionally, physically, and spiritually for everyone. Amen. You know, that's, that's a big thing for us. And, and we will, um, you know, just uh, tarry with everybody to get everyone healed. Uh, through this process, I've learned that not everybody wants to be healed. And uh, it's an interesting thing because I didn't know that that was actually a possibility until I, so, until I actually had someone tell me, no, I don't want to get healed. And I was like, I, you know how your mind's like, I cannot compute. I don't know. <laughs> you know, you just don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I learned that. I was actually in Alaska, and I, we were doing a healing thing up there. It's been probably 20 years ago. And we're doing a healing thing up there, and uh, a, there was a person who comes to every healing thing these people do. So we're in Alaska. So she flew all the way to Alaska to get healing, to get deliverance, actually, is what she needed. And, um, but anytime there was an opportunity for deliverance, she would step back. And, uh, you know, we had some conversation with her and all that. And basically the bottom line was, is that she had the emotional wounding that required attention in order to feel valued. And the demonic attachment gave her the attention to feed her emotional wounding so that she could feel valued. So as we went through this process with her, the, the, the finality of it was for her season, it was better for her to fly to all these places and be that center of attention because it fed the bondage, the emotional brokenness that she carried instead of the freedom that Christ had for her. Wow. Now, this is someone who, would, who declares she is a born-again believer. Wow. So, and I say that not in criticism or judgment. It's just that sometimes what ails us is more important to us than what is possible through Christ for us. And that's where we have to get the body healed. And what can we do for her? At that point, nothing. You know, you can't make somebody be whole. Right. It's just like we can't make somebody take Jesus on. Right. But we trust, you know, we blessed her and prayed over her and all that. Um, but we trust that as she continued on her road, and I didn't keep up with her or anything, like I said, it's been 20 years ago, that at some point there would be the breaking off 
so she could step in to the destiny because you can't live in destiny if you are medicating and maintaining the wounding where there's freedom possible. You might be able to tiptoe in and out of your destiny, but, but you've got to at some point say, whatever it takes, Jesus. And that's for all of us that, you know, we, I go through that. I'm like, God, I can tell there ain't something, there is something not right here. Whatever it is, Jesus, I need it fixed because I cannot do what you've called me to do. If I've got a chain around my ankle, trying to drag it through the day. And, you know, and that's why I think uh, this season of just the cleansing and the purity and the holiness that God has been releasing really over the last couple of years, it's been a call to holiness. It's been a call to purity. Uh, one of the big um, evangelists, uh, I just got a letter from his ministry team saying he has been removed because of um, um, sin that is unwilling to be corrected at this point. Um, and, you know, please don't invite him or engage with him. He's got to come into alignment with, with this and, and take care of his family. And, but, but that is, it's a sad thing, but it's a good thing. Because we know when we're pulled out, we have to do some soul searching in order to get out from under what's holding us. And God has that for us. But the only way we can do that, the only way they could pull him out was because he was accountable to some board that was willing to step in and say, no more. Right. We've tried and tried and tried. So now we will physically remove you from your role, from your position, so we can help you be restored in the body life that God has called you to. And I know that's a whole bunch of process, but really that's what God is doing. He's wanting us, whatever is wrong, whatever is undone, unhealed, untaken care of, he wants us to get whole. He wants us to be pure. He calls us holy because he is holy. We are his chosen royal priesthood. That's who we are. And he isn't calling us that you know, hoping one day we're getting there. He's calling us that because he sees us there. So he says, if I've called you that, that means that I'm going to get you there. I will get you there. I will get you out of where you are so that you can be who I've called you to be. So it's not a, a, uh, empty promise that's been released through the word. It's a matter of, like it said in Acts, they chose to believe and hear the word and step into the promise that God has for them. And that's what he's calling the body to do. And, and you can say, well, the body has chosen. It has chosen, but it has it chosen his all? Or do they just want the dessert at the end? I always think of, uh, I don't know if y'all remember those, the uh, Piccadilly cafeterias. You know, where you go through and you pick the items that you want. Well, the, well, the body is not a Piccadilly cafeteria. <laughs> you got to have the greens with the protein and the chocolate cake on the end. Amen. My daughter always got you when she was little. She was probably five. Her favorite thing was fried chicken, mashed potatoes, corn, broccoli, and a piece of chocolate cake and a roll. 
<laughs> she could not anyway eat all that, but she got the same thing as she picked it all. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to pick all of him, all of him, all of him. And you got to get up underneath where you belong so they can help you get all that God has for you. You got to find that place where you belong. You got to find if I've been healed, if I've been hurt by the church, then I got to find some place I can get healed. So I'm not a walking wounded as I come in the door or as I lay on my couch and say, well, I would go, but they ain't no good. Well, we're all in transition. We're all in transformation, right? So God is calling us to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. We are called as a gathering to get, to get you connected, to get you healed, to get you equipped, and to get you walking in your destiny so you can get where you need to go. Right. We're called to come up underneath people and help them be who God's called them to be. And we believe that the people who come here are called to do the same for us. Amen. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a body of mutuality, reciprocity, honor, family, respect. We're going to go after everything God has. And if we missed that, we'll fix it. But we're just going to run hot after it until he swoops us up. That's what we're going to do. Amen. No matter what the cost. Amen. No matter what the cost. Because we want to come into the unity of faith and to the knowledge of the Son of Man. And we want to be perfected, which the Son of God. And we want to be perfected, which means matured. We want to be matured to the fullness of Christ. And we don't want to be, verse 14 says, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. We are not going to be carried about with every wind of doctrine. We're not going to be in the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. We are not going to be those people because we have the word, we have the spirit, and we have each other. That's right. And when you've got... When you are in that one accord with one another, I mean, we know in Scripture that there were, there were challenges with the apostles. We know that Paul and Peter got into it over circumcision. Well, what did they do? They went to James. They went to the church. And they said, let us work this out. He's saying this when he's with these people, but when he's with the other people, he's saying something else. Let us work this out. And, and James says, you know, that we reason together. And we found that it was good by the spirit and good by us. So there was a unity of the spirit plus man, not just the spirit, the spirit plus man, not just man, but the spirit plus man. And we were able to come to a decision and our decision we are going to release. So everyone will understand because there was confusion before. That's what we're here to do. We've got to work these things out. Verse 15, it says, but speaking the truth and love may grow up in all things into him, right? Into Christ, who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effect of working by which every part does its share. Yeah. We all do our share, right? Yeah. 
We cannot function without all of us. Causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Amen? Amen. So the bottom line is God is cleaning his house. He's getting rid of this crazy doctrine that has wove its way in. He's purifying his people. And he's helping us to become of one accord. It's not a consensus. It's a spirit-infused wisdom and understanding through the body of Christ and the word of God that is happening right now. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's pray. God, I'm going to just ask you guys to stand. And it's so funny in my mind, it said, and fire comes with it. (laughs) Fire comes with it. Lord, we just thank you that your word is the lamp beneath our feet. Your word lights every step for us. We thank you that that you have released your spirit, that there's a fulfillment of your spirit infilling us, empowering us to do all things, all things that, that we have been given everything we need to partner with you in this kingdom season. So God, we're just declaring with you that wholeness for your body, that there will be such a wave of purity that every heart will be transformed before you, that everything that makes us stumble will be evicted out of us. God, we just thank you that it is the fire of the Holy Spirit. I was just thinking about that guy who was addicted to cocaine. It was the fire of the Spirit that burned out the addiction and woke him up to no taste for that sin. And God, that's what we're asking for, the fire of your spirit to burn out the things that are not of you and and. Uh, stir up the flames of you that are in us. God, we, we want to be those people for you. We want to be the pure and holy bride that you've called us to be. We want to go out through our day, just Jesus, 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 whatever you have, that's where we'll be. And Lord, we know that there are mass evangelisms happening across the world, but God, we are your mass evangelists, your mass evangelists. We are the ones that sit at a table at lunch. We are the ones that have a neighbor next door. We are the ones that are part of the harvest that is ripe and ready to be picked. So God, use us. Use us, Lord. And Lord, I just want to pray over those broken hearts uh, that have happened within the body, Lord. I'm just calling forth the healing. I'm calling forth that they'll come in and have their hearts healed and reconnect because we need every part of the body active right now. We need every part. We need a massive wave across the body that brings um, a fullness that can disciple the ones that you're bringing in. So, God, we're just we're asking for everything, everything you have in this season that you will open our eyes to. You will align our hearts to, and you will move us forward on your behalf so we can 
do the things you've called for this season. And God, uh, purify us. Purify us, Lord. If there's anything in us, Lord, show us how to evict it and replace it with the purity of who you are, Jesus. And we just thank you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for the outpouring that you've given us, God, that we can operate in oneness with you and with each other, spirit to spirit, heart to heart, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, guys. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.